welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 465 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal Sean Orford, who sat right in front of me. How are you doing, Sean? Okay, just very nervous about sitting in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Second time in a couple of months, I think. I'm surprised yeah. you knocked on your door. Yeah, amazing. I was out doing some deliveries on my bike, and um, yeah, very close to you, so I thought I'd, uh, yeah, yeah, two birds, one stone, and all that. I thought you were the postman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to let you down. Yeah. You got a good relationship with your postman. Yeah, it's a good guy, Mike. Good guy. <laughs> Hi, Mike. <You're> right. <laughs> um, yeah, nice to see you. Uh, and we're, we're well. A week on Thursday, we're um, we're not jetting off to Amsterdam. We're cruising off on our on the Eurostar, aren't we? So, if you jet on a jet, what do you train on the train? What do you do? We're are you training off? We're training. That doesn't sound right, does it? Wheeling off. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah. Have to work on that one. Uh, but yeah, we're hoping to record one or two podcasts while well while we're over there and yeah. taking the sights and of the uh, and the peace and quiet of Amsterdam. Or, or not, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on in Amsterdam, but oh. yes, yeah, so oh. <laughs> who knows what we're going to get up to. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners, but uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links as ever, and do sign up uh, on the homepage for the mailing list and you'll get weekly alerts for the show. Um, speaking of shows, you've been on another show, haven't you? You've been cheating on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm a tart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what you've been doing with Alice, with our good friend, Alison Blackler. Well, you need to tune into it. Mm. To, uh... Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's Alison's radio show, um, yeah. which uh, her show is called Making Sense. What's the name of the station? The word, the local station she... Uh, it's something Waves. Seven Waves. Seven Waves. Is it? Seven is it waves. still called Seven Waves? I don't know, I shouldn't have put it's you some, on the spot. It's, some, it's something like that. It's, um... <laughs> I'll link it all up in yeah. the in the show notes. But yeah, what did you speak to, to Alison with? Because I've I've just seen I've listened to the start, but it's about an hour long interview with Alison, isn't it? Um, we well, we were talking about all things mindful and you know productive, really. Yeah. You know, so. Cool. All right. But highly recommended. Of course. It? Well, we have had Alison on our show at least twice, maybe two yeah. times, three times now. Yeah. Um, she yeah. does some amazing work. So yeah, thanks Alison for that, and uh, yeah. Have a, have a listen back. Mm. Um, we we are talking about happiness again this week. I think we talked about smiling last week. Uh, we did because I've only just published it. Yeah. Um, but again, more about laughter this time around because uh, yeah, what prompted this one for you, Sean? Well, I actually had um, an interaction with a um, um, not really a client, um, someone one of the, one of the, the the, the teams um, in one of the factories that were saying to me, you, you need to do a bloody podcast on humour. Um, and and then the the, the, then, then the, the the statement was, you know, for God's sake, why is everybody so effing miserable all the time? Yeah, um, not everybody. Well, and certainly they that were pretending not to be miserable sounded pretty effing miserable to me. <laughs> Okay. Well, they, if like 
if being miserable can be infectious, so can humour. Most people know that humour can be, yeah. and laughter is infectious. Um, hopefully this will be a humorous podcast about humour. Ha, ha. But, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it's mood that's infectious, you know, because I, I think about when people go to football matches, you know, they seem to kind of get caught up in this thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've had it a couple of times recently. Yeah, well, yeah. Liverpool and Everton, and I'm not a fan of either club, like in, mm. in the diehard sense, but I was, I was supporting them both. Partly because I was surrounded by thousands of other fans <laughs> that if, if I had cheered for the other team, I'd be dead meat. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, that, that, the atmosphere there was infectious. Like, you, you couldn't mm. help but, like, get mm. whisked along with it and uh, start cheering and booing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and it, it's the, it was the same as, um, I haven't been to one for a while, but the uh, pop concerts that I used to go to, you know, the... Yeah. Those festivals that would last several days. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Same, been a while since I've been to one. But yeah, you do get yeah. get swept up in it, don't you, in the moment. And that yeah. uh, collective, like, there's a, like a consciousness, isn't there, of, yeah, of people generally having a good time. And, and that's the thing, it's the good time, it's the fun. Mm-hmm. It's the fun. Yeah, and I mean, I, I am a news junkie, for better or worse, so I, it's it's easy to get... Oh, it would be very easy if we didn't have the skills of you and I to kind of let it wash over us to get whisked up in the misery of life and the kind of horror of everyday life. If you're just watching the news all the time or mm. catching newspaper headlines as you're uh, walking in and out of the shop or whatever. There's mm. some, there is some rough stuff going on in the world, isn't there? Yeah. But what, one of the things, I mean, over the years I've worked in, with teams from mortuaries, from, um, from theatres, from... You know, high security loony departments, and it's like people develop a sense of humour to release the stress of where where they're they're working. Yep. Um, my favourite has to be working with the train drivers, and there were so many people jumping under trains. Um, at one point, it was it was like a almost like a like a, a, a an epidemic, I suppose. Wow. Um, and the um, and the, the joke was, what do you want for Christmas? I'll have anything, but don't buy me a jumper. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and that kind of, of humour is really insensitive to one person, mm-hmm. but allows another group of people to survive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've worked on my own now for, for years, and so I'm not really part of that typical office environment or mm. work, workplace environment. But I do remember, you know, I've had jobs in the past mm. um, where... Yeah, you know, and uh, you, there is a certain kind of humour expected within the job, partly just to get you through the day, I guess, and yeah. uh, just yeah. to make time pass a little bit faster. And you might take the Mickey out of. Sometimes that's the thing with humour, isn't it? It can be at, at the expense of other people. Um, but, but I mean, most humour is about laughing at other people's misfortunes. Yeah. Well, I think it's Woody Allen that says humour is tragedy plus time as well. So. Mm. Uh, or a comedy is tragedy plus time, and it's some. You know, I grew up on watching. Well, all sorts of comedy, but, you know, Mel Brooks, uh, you know, who takes the mickey out of, like, Hitler and Nazism <laughs> in the most extreme sense. Mm-hmm. And even if you like the stuff I watched in the 90s when I was in my late teens, which is Brass Eye, The Day to Day and Steve Coogan, that kind mm-hmm. of, where nothing was off the table in terms of humour. And the classic one is the, uh, the Brass Eye paedophile special that they put out. And it's the, the most complained about TV show in history of, like, the UK television so, and looking back now as a parent, 
uh, I can see why people might have got a bit flustered about it. But I, st- I do. St- it's on YouTube. Um, I'm, I might not link to it because it's super offensive, but it's so funny. It's like absolutely, <laughs> it's just hilarious. And it wasn't taking the Mickey out of like uh, sexual predators or the, like the experience of that. It was taking the Mickey out of the media response to it all. Um, mm. But that point got lost on people a little bit in the frenzy of complaints. <laughs> I, I can remember working on a building site uh, as a as a kid, and there's, there was a guy. He was a miserable sod, um, and they they had portaloos things that you did have portaloos a portaloo. Yep. Um, and um, the painter, unbeknown to everybody else, had been washing his brushes out and had poured this kind of noxious stuff into the loo, uh, which was like inflammable, whatever. And this bloke, he was a carpenter, he was a miserable sod, had gone in there to, to um, <clears throat> commune with nature, and while sat on, on the throne, had lit a cigarette, oh my and thrown the match down between his legs into the... <laughs> and, uh, the the laugh was, and he blew his ass halfway up his back, um, <laughs> and it was that you know it's, it's like there's there's ambulances coming and, oh, and all this, this kind of stuff, and everyone's rolling around roaring with laughter, and it was like you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got to laugh, haven't you? You've got to laugh. Sometimes all you can do is laugh, isn't there? I yeah. Mean, I hope you, hopefully you made a. Yes. I mean, there's a point. There's no way you know a situation where it's. Something like that might have happened where there's injury, but it's going to be okay and you can have a laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, yeah. Uh, if he was seriously injured, maybe not. But uh, yeah, it's I a fine line sometimes, isn't it? Knowing yeah. when, when to laugh and when not to. I don't know what his final outcome was, of mm. that, but I know at the time, <clears throat> the, the the whole of the, of the building site, there must have been about 40, 50 guys there. Yeah. And he was renowned as being a miserable bugger. And I think that was part of it. But, yeah, you know. okay. So, like people like that that we may all know in our lives or, or not, are they are they beyond health? Are they just always going to be like the butt of our jokes, or how do we how do we win them round and uh, help them experience like the joy of just having a good old belly laugh? I, I think there's two things going on there. One is that person might need some kind of therapeutic input, right? But the humour that people create about that person is their therapeutic input. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but is it kind of is it, is it helpful in the sense that it's making that person even more miserable because they kind of they're crying themselves to sleep every night because they know that they're the butt of everyone's jokes? Or well, they, I think they, that, they're not part but, of the community. But there's a difference between being the butt of everyone's jokes and and people creating kind of dark humour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and, and I think that's the thing you were saying about humour's great as long as it doesn't damage other people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it, and that's a it's a line that we all kind of figure out. Well, we we hopefully we all figure out as we as we're growing up too. As an adolescence, like my kids are getting about well, seven and ten now, and they kind of they'll be on that stage of childhood where they kind of laugh at I don't know Mister Tumble on CBBS on that, and they're starting to appreciate proper humour, like mm. well in the in the more adult sense of humour. And mm-hmm. we were watching uh, a movie over the weekend, Sonic the Hedgehog two. And Jim Carrey's in it, and he's you know he's getting on a bit now, but he's still some of his jokes, his verbal jokes, not just his slapstick stuff. Mm. He, the kid, my kids can appreciate that verbal stuff now, so mm. they, like it's a different kind of. Uh, and at some point, yeah, we all need to kind of grow up with our humour, don't we? And we start mm. getting that, and we can go and see stand-up comedians and kind of 
you know, we'll hopefully we've all got our favourite stand-up comics that kind of tell jokes about different kinds of things about mm. everyday life. Mm. For me, yeah, so Jim Carrey for me, some of his older stuff. I love Jerry Seinfeld's observational stuff. A little bit like Ricky Gervais maybe, I know he's a bit maybe old hat now, I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to see Steve Coogan tomorrow night in Liverpool. A mate's got a spare ticket and offered it to me, so I haven't seen like in-person comedy for years. Mm. But I grew up on Steve Coogan and Alan Partridge and all that stuff, mm. so dead interested to see uh, mm. to see how he gets us all rolling around and on the floor laughing. Because yeah. yeah, he's one of the he's one of the greats, isn't he? Mm. The UK greats. But that, that whole thing about you go into a comedy show. Uh, and and the, the experiment, experiments have been done where you take someone's blood before they go in and then you take everyone's blood when they come out and the amount of kind of happy hormones in their blood has spiked. Right. You know, it has a direct effect. Yeah, well, I've, I'm going to link to a, 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 uh, an article on helpguide.org um, about how it, laughter is actually maybe not the best medicine for every condition. Sometimes you might need to pop a certain something instead if your doctor tells you but laughter is like physically and scientifically uh does have a lot of uh benefits to your to your body doesn't it yeah and that th- th- I've, I've quoted this in here about um in the secret that there's um Rhonda Byrne talks about this woman who has, has got terminal cancer I think it was breast cancer but she was supposed to be terminal yep and she uh she went home and just watched every um um, comedy video that she could and in the end she reckons she cured herself with humour mm-hmm. you know cool um, which, which I can quite see I can I, I can accept her yep um, but I'm sure there's lots of people who go what do you mean don't be stupid well you know? the article kind of points at the kind of scientific reasons why that, that the kind of physical impact of laughing does have an, it's, you're using a lot of muscles, aren't you? And a lot of your body to laugh. So if you're someone that's laughing more often, you're going to be not, not necessarily just burning more calories, but you're just, you're firing off all sorts of sensors in your body, mm. um, sensors, mm. which, uh, yeah, have a great impact on you. And it's good for like relaxation and the kind of the uh, mm. cardiovascular system, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff mentioned in there about how it's good for your immune system too. And yeah. then, and beyond that, there's kind of social benefits too. So it's laughter is something that you do. You can do on your own, you know, but generally it's something that might happen in a group. But set, it's setting. bonding, isn't it? Yeah. You wonder, you wonder, Mike, if you go right back through time, the first kind of human settlements, like pre, I don't know, pre any kind of technology, I wonder what what was going on that made early humans chuckle and what was it that made us laugh and like in a group. Yeah, and and it's like do, do dogs sit there going ha 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 ha? I know. You know, do they have humor? Yeah, was it like were we in some cave cooking things and someone dropped a pan or a pot or a, something went wrong with the fire and like had had everyone chuckling before we could even converse with language? Mm. You wonder what it was that kind of mm. kickstarted, and who who was the butt of that joke? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and what was the impact on them? I guess well, did they feel a bit left out from the the group all of a sudden or? Did they laugh at, Did they laugh as well? Who knows? Yeah, because I mean, I I see humour therapeutically as stress release, mm. um, and like I say, dark humour is as effective as light humour. Yeah, in, from that point of view. But yeah, you're right. Where, where did it begin? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've got a little dog now. Um, 
little Cooper. Uh, and you can sort of, you can tell on his face when he's happy and when he's, you, you can't tell him he's laughing at things necessarily. Um, but you can t- tell when his mood is up and when he's up for some fun and games and whether when he's feeling like he just wants to lie down and have a nap. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it must be something that all creatures to a certain extent mm. have in them. I think that the, the thing about human beings is that it's the visualisation bit. You'll see someone walking down the road and they're kind of chuckling to themselves, but it's from what's going on in their head mm. that's making them chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And yeah, and again, my lads, you know, we, we, when I'm not like screaming at them to hurry up and get their shoes on and brush, brush their teeth or whatever in the mornings, we, we do have a laugh a lot of the time as well. And I, th- I was thinking it was yesterday. Is there, there is, there's a Beatles song called Piggy or Piggies um, that's on the White Album. My little lad, Jacob, he's obsessed with the Beatles at the moment. So he's listening to all the albums as he goes to sleep every night. Oh, what is that song? Uh, yeah, it's got really funny lyrics. And I actually hadn't heard it either in years or ever. And he was he was singing this song on our way to school, all three of us. And he was singing about little piggies, like little piggy wives and all that stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. It's one of the humorous Beatles songs that they've just done for a laugh. Um, you know, so, I, th- I think... And we were all laughing our heads off at it on our way to school because we didn't know where it would come from. And he's singing about piggies and piggy wives and all that. And uh, I, I think that it was um, Bacalog, as far as I can recall it now, was that it was about taking the mickey out of policemen. Ah, right, okay. I wonder. There's always something in, in the Beatles' uh, yeah. lyrics. Here we go, yeah. So have you seen the little piggies crawling in the dirt? And for all the little piggies, life is getting worse. Always having dirt to play around in. Um, where's the bit? Yeah, everywhere there's lots of piggies living piggy lives. You can see them out for dinner with their piggy Piggy wives. (laughs) (laughs) And my little seven-year-old was singing this on the way to school with a bit of a grin on his face. And then me and William, like, like, laughing our heads off. And then I just wonder, you know, there's other people walking and driving to school, seeing us laughing. Is Mm -hmm. that, are they laughing at us laughing? And then do they start laughing? I don't know. Mm. Um, But... Yeah, funny times, man. So yeah, you can have funny in any, and you kind of wonder then: is it is it possible to have fun in a war zone? You kind of you know you wonder about the folks in Ukraine at the moment that are in cellars and basements and sports halls, like definitely desperately trying to stay safe, but also fill the time with something. You know, other other people there within those group settings trying to get people's moods up, and you know, do. But some people do that naturally, don't they? Mm. Um, and I'm sure there are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we've got any listeners in Ukraine, um, yeah, drop us an email let us and let us know what the vibe is mm. uh, as you're trying to stay safe um, mm. and what are people trying to do. I, I, I talk about that movie, um, Life is Beautiful, where it's a dad in a concentration camp with his son, trying to keep his son's life cheery and happy, and like mm. turn it into a game. Best film ever. But yeah, I wonder if there's a uh, similar folks there. What you know, what are parents trying to do to keep their kids' mood? Mm-hmm. Um, what humour is being used mm-hmm. I'm sure there is but yeah yep. fascinating to know isn't it very real big time yeah big time so um, yeah have you got anything else to mention Sean you got a, what, what's your resource what are we talking about here um, I've got a, a series of um, it's <clears throat> 10 uh, videos um, that make you laugh basically mm-hmm. you know uh, coming out from different angles um, 
And I think that, that that's the, one of the things um, is, is that humour can be very specific. Um, like I, I've noticed particular scientists, maybe when I've been working with groups of doctors, have uh, a particular kind of humour that would be completely missed on other people. Yeah. You know, so some of it is very, very kind of um, peculiar to our profession or maybe even our family. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and I think that's that's one of the things is that the humour, uh, if you think of it as a release valve, it's like what is it that you need to press to make it release? Mm. Yeah, and it, it could be that you and I have an internalised joke that you and I have that we use, which is to do with maybe the way other people look. And suddenly <laughs> someone's walking down the road and you nudge me and go, mm, over there. Yeah. And we both start laughing. Yeah, okay. You know I can what I mean? see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, very much in my little group of pals that I grew up with at secondary school and I'm still friends with a lot of them, we do have our own little, it's like another language almost in terms of, uh, yeah, um, you know, the, the stuff we've been laughing at since we were 15 and, and younger <laughs> still gets us off now. And, uh, I think it's mega annoying to our wives and girlfriends and all that. And a lot of, we were out a couple of weeks ago uh, on the tiles for the first time in ages and we must appear like absolute nutters to a lot of people with things, little quotes we use from movies, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That only we know about as like as jokes, mm-hmm. but it sets us off laughing, man. And yeah, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to link to a place or an organization called Happy Times. So I'm here with you today, Sean, because I've delivered some um, educational packs to this place just down the road from you called Happy Times, weirdly enough. And before I even knew what we were talking about today, they uh, exist to kind of inject a little bit of happiness into the lives of folks that need help. So I I turned up to this place on my bike to deliver a load of stuff. Uh, And there's folks there with learning disabilities and uh, that kind of thing that need uh, a bit of happiness injected into their mm. lives. And it's their job, the people, the amazing folks that work there and that have set it up to say, yeah, put some happiness into their lives. So yeah, you should go down and have a look. And mm. I'll, I'll link to their website in the show notes because uh, I, I instantly felt happy just being in that like that So what place. were you delivering, happiness? Uh, sort of, yeah. It was some kids, uh, some activity packs that, that Diana from Whirl Unplugged, another local organisation, um, so it's just kids packs. You, you open up this little cardboard box, and it's full of crayons and and things to do and puzzles for kids to do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So have a look at Happy Times Happy Times Activities They're just based in Morton on the Wirral. Yeah. Very good. Very nice to see. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to record one next week, normally on Zoom, but then we're off to uh, the Netherlands to. To see. Are we going to do it, record it on the train? What are we going to do? Uh, I tell you what, yeah, we'll, we'll have to think about it because we could do that, couldn't we? Depending on whether we're on a quiet coach or uh, we've got a bit of time to kill at St Pancras as well beforehand. So mm. maybe we won't record next Tuesday, but we'll just delay things a little bit and uh, yeah. see when we can slot one in. Yeah. Or I might just record on my own while you're asleep because it's quite an early start from, <laughs> from Lime Street, innit? Yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, looking forward to that. All right, Sean. Yep. Brilliant. You have a good week. And you. See you later, everyone.